Readers of Jewish books will certainly recognize the name Libby Lezevnik as an author who's written novels, translated works, has short stories, over 13 books she's done, and several of them with Arts Girl, by the way. And she's here today to talk with us about the worldview and the lifestyle of a popular Jewish author. Libby Lezevnik, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. So was this something in your mind from a long time ago that you knew at some early budding age that you were going to be an author and influence lots of people's minds and hearts through the uh, written medium? I don't know about influencing people, but all I ever wanted to do or thought about doing was being a writer and a storyteller. Ever since I was a little girl, that's what I've been doing, and I haven't stopped doing it yet. Are there stories yet untold from the pen of Libby Lezevnik? I hope so. (laughs) I love doing it, and I don't want to stop. Isn't there some aspect of tedium that's involved in, I don't know if we can use the phrase, like like giving birth to a book? How does it work for you? Is it just sort of inspiration of the moment, or is there a whole sort of template of activity that goes along with it? I'm a big believer in planning ahead. Just like uh, when I give writing workshops, I tell the girls that you wouldn't bake a successful cake if you didn't have all the ingredients in place. It's the same thing with writing. I think about it. I spend a lot of time thinking about my characters and planning my action, planning out which action should go next to which other action for the best impact. And then I, uh, once I finish all that, I sit down and write, and then I can let myself go with the music of the language because I don't have to think about where it's going. I already know that. With a tedium or perhaps I should use the word frustration, comes in, will be somewhere in the middle of a big novel. I'll sometimes feel like I'll never get to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and then I'll feel a little bit bogged down, and it's a little bit hard to go on. But once I get over that hump and I see the end in sight, then I really give it a great big push to finish and finish it with a, with a splash. Your uh, latest novel that came out from Art Scroll in March of this year, right around, actually right around Pesach, wasn't it? April. Um, it was called Fortune Seekers, and it had an interesting uh, blend of plots and subplots because you you have from people in this little town of Lakewood, New Mexico, and there really is such a place, that are trying to salvage Yiddishkeit in this forsaken little area, and they stumble across a century-and-a-half-old secret, and there's elements of of prejudice and anti-Semitism and all kinds of other things that are that are going on in here, and I won't give away the the surprise ending, but that was a substantial piece of work. First of all, how long did it take to actually do that work? It's a little bit hard to say because this book has been a work in progress for several years. I would say three or four years, but it's because I kept picking up and putting it down as other smaller projects came and intervened. If I would have sat and written it consistently the way I should have every single day, it would have probably been about a year and a half to finish the whole work. Do you actually have a goal in mind when you sit down to write, like, I want to write a book about X that has an impact that is measured by Y, and the plot is developed through Z? Or is that something that comes more inspirationally as you go along? I would say there's a a big element of the second thing you said, the inspiration. I don't really think the way a teacher thinks, how can I get this lesson across? I think more as a storyteller, how can I tell this story as best I can? And uh, because I have a message to the story, by telling it well, the, the message does come out with great impact. And are there people that have impacted you that somehow their flavor or the, you know, the scent of their work is somehow discernible in what you do? Well, I like to think that the flavor of all my favorite childhood authors does come through. I feel like I learned a lot as a child just voraciously reading books and dreaming about them. Uh, Anybody that comes to mind that you uh, could talk about? 
none that I can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I loved Dr. Doolittle when I was a kid. He so had a big, I. big impact on me. So uh, in terms of writing styles today in the world of Jewish books, particularly in, let's say, the observant community, the Torah observant community, if you were to give a state-of-the-book report, where do you think we are and where do you think we're going? Are you talking about fiction? Okay, let's take fiction and then we'll talk about nonfiction. I think there may be a little bit, in my opinion, too much of an emphasis on the action books in our fiction today. I know that they're page turners and that people buy them because they're interested in seeing what happens and, and they'll read it till the end, but I'm not sure if it's worth what they lose in terms of human relationships and character development, which is something I'm very interested in. And how do you see that exemplified? You don't have to name titles necessary, but how do you see that exemplified and, and what kind of an impact do you think that's having? Well, for one thing, a lot of the action books don't have any women characters or girl characters, or if they do, they're very minimal. And so a great many aspects of the relationships of human life are just not there. And also the softness and the communication, all the things you would associate with the feminine side of life are just absent. And I feel that's a loss. And in terms of uh, the nonfiction side of things, where do you think we are? I think we're doing great with nonfiction. We're doing good, but there's room for improvement. So it's like one of those things, uh, a delightful student to have in class, but uh, has room for improvement. Is that kind of where our report card would score us? I think everything in life has room for improvement, but I think we're doing, we're doing pretty well for people who just started this fairly recently. I once saw in the lecture hall marquee of a place in Manhattan many years ago when I was here visiting the city, the question was, what's the biggest room in the world? And the answer was the room for improvement. Uh, for yourself, in terms of where you see your own writing career going as far as responding to uh, needs and points of interest in the Jewish community. Uh, where do you see things happening in the next four or five years for yourself? That's a very good question because I'm actually asking myself that question these days. Now that I have written a number of books for Artscroll that blend suspense with the human drama, what you can call the soap opera aspect of life, I find that I have a divided readership, those who prefer one aspect and those who prefer the other, and some who are impatient with the other aspect in each of my books. And I have to make a decision about where I want to place my emphasis and where the proper mix would be. So that's what I'm thinking about right now. And what do you think that would distill into as a final product? Well, I definitely will never write purely action books with none of the character development and relationships which make it come alive. So if anything, I may move more towards the second aspect, and minimize the action slash violence slash mayhem that comes out in some of the suspense novels. One of the other things you're known for is finding good literature in Hebrew and getting it translated to English. I know The Will was such a book. There's some others you've worked on also, yes? What were they? There was The Eye of the Storm, The Runaway, and I've done stuff. Well, are we talking about just fiction? I've done some biographies, The Mashkiach, Voice of Truth. But, um, I've done a, quite a number of them. There's some pretty exciting material coming out of Eretz Israel these days, right? Yes, it seems so. And do you think that's going to continue? Absolutely. These people are so talented, and they just seem to be extremely prolific as well. And there are aspiring writers that are out there. And so now I'm going to ask you to direct your thoughts, perhaps, to someone who feels like they have a book inside their soul that wants to come out in some way. But they're not sure. I mean, there might be just somebody who is a businessman or a woman raising children or a teacher or anybody from out there, but that has this sense within them that they have something to say, either through fiction or nonfiction. What would you recommend to somebody who feels like they have a book in their soul and they want to find a way to get it out there? 
I mean, I, I don't think the answer is just to call art school and say, I got this great idea. I think the answer is for them to, number one, sit down and think seriously about what they want to say, and then to sit down and do the work. There's no way around the fact that these days people don't like to take the time to think, and people are a little bit lazy about doing anything that takes more than five seconds. You should do the work. You should at least write a chapter or an outline of the book, and then approach Art Scroll and tell them, here's my idea. Here's a sample of my writing. What do you think? So... Here's a good question for you as a writer. Do you ever have writer's block, and how do you deal with it? Well, I sometimes am called upon to write stories weekly. I've been doing this for years, and sometimes it's on a monthly basis, and I can get to the night before because I like to work under last-minute pressure. It sort of releases the creative juices, and then I'll be stuck sometimes. I will be blank. When I'm really blank, then I'll start asking my family for ideas. My husband's a Rebbe, and my children are in school, and I'll ask them just to throw ideas around, and something will hit me as a possibility, and then I'll develop that. Other times, I'll just sleep on it. I often have dreams that give me ideas, or I'll just wake up suddenly very fresh and relaxed and alert and have an idea in my head. It's never let me down yet though sometimes it's come close. Fabulous. All right. We've been talking with author Libby Lezevnik. She's written over 13 books, several of them with Art Scroll, offering us some good and timely advice, both about being a reader and about being a writer. Libby Lezevnik, thanks for being with us today. Been a pleasure. Cultive.